And if you want to learn how to be wild, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do, Mike. Why don't you host the episode this week? All right, this is gonna be a Mike hosted episode. Go, 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 do it. Welcome to Full Metal Analysts, where three writers talk about Full Metal Analyst Brotherhood on a podcast. I'm Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Arthur. And I'm Michelle. Right. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're pretty good, Mike. Just going to ask you how hosting is going. It's going really well. (laughs) Okay, cool. (laughs) I think so. I think it'll probably be one of our more popular episodes. And there's a lot to say about this episode. It was a great episode. It was really good. I was really not prepared last night at like 2 a.m. when I was watching this because I thought I was going to watch it today, but then we changed our recording time to the morning. Oh, yes. I just watched it. It was really good. Yeah. Right? A lot of moments that I remember being like, yeah, cool, happened in this altogether in this episode. I mean, it's just great because there are like a lot of, well, you know, we can't talk about this yet. Let's first, we got to start off the show the way we always do. Arthur and Michelle, how did you guys start watching Full Metal I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, we already know how I already started watching the show because we decided to do this podcast. But whatever. Let's move on. This episode's director and writer, Upheaval, you know, this is called Upheaval and Central. They are here in this chat. Uh-huh. Hey. There's the director, Keiko Oyamada. Yeah, you got it. Directed Arrogant Palm of a Small Human, Inside the Belly, six episodes total, and this is the last episode that they directed. Wow. Wow. They did a good job. They did a fantastic job. And you know, a lot of those are, those are some really good episodes, actually. They are. Writer, Michihiro Tsukaya? Tsukaya? I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Writer of 15 episodes. This is their penultimate episode as well. There's one more. That's the ultimate. Oh, right, right. Moving along, we have our 21-second recap, where we will recount everything that has occurred in this episode. Ah, ah, ah. We got to roll a die to see who goes first. If it's one, it's Arthur. If it's two, it's Michelle. And if it's three, it's Arthur. Okay, let's roll the dice. (laughs) Woo! Oh, it's an Arthur streak, baby. Yeah! Here we go. All right, let's go. All right. Suck it, guys. I'll count you down. I don't dread this. All right. Three, two, one. I need to clear my throat. Go. Oh, God. No, I'm not ready. (laughs) No, sorry. It started. The clock started. Okay, so everyone's attacking Central. Roy goes in. He kidnaps the Fuhrer's wife, and they're shooting everybody, and they're like, oh, they're just shooting us all in the foot, and they're like, hey, 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 hey. And then... um, Funny Bear ice cream truck comes up and it's Marie Ross and Rebecca and Havoc gave them all these guns and it's return of all the side characters. Woo! And then Ed and Hohenheim go into Central and uh, and they activate the dummies. That covers it for the most part, I think. I think so. Yeah. I like how they call her the Hawk's Eye. Oh, I know. <laughs> and the and the hero of uh, Ishval, right? Or whatever. What do they call him? Is that what she was referring to? The hero of Ishval is Roy. My respect for Roy has tripled in size. Just like father's power. <laughs> Why? Inside. Just like the Grinch's heart. Because Roy's long game is the best. It's really smart. He's doing such it's a cool. good... It was smarter than what I gave him credit for. Like, he's not just like baiting. He may be baiting and switching the Fuhrer a little bit. Maybe that's something he has in mind. But he's thinking long term. He's thinking about earning the hearts and minds of the people. And I think that is dope. He's going to use the Fuhrer's wife to secure loyalty. He's going to show people like, look, I'm not the guy with all the monsters that wants to kill you all. 
I'm the guy that cares about human life. I'm not killing people. I'm injuring them. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the soldiers are, are getting wise to that. And it's just so fucking cool that, you know, I don't know. I know he's not perfect. I know that Michelle's going to give me a counter on this, but I just kind of think like, you know, I'd switch sides. No, I thought that was pretty cool, too. But I mean, what you saw as like endearing and encouraging to me, it's just a deeper level of manipulation by this guy. And he's willing to essentially put this woman who has nothing to do with any of this and who, by all accounts, is a very sweet woman through a very traumatic incident because he knows he can use her to do this. And he's always thinking about the optics. You know, I think that's cool. You know, it shows just how willing his character is to get what he wants, which in this case, again, is to be Fuhrer because he literally says, open a tab and, and build the office of the Fuhrer. But when you say it's just about the optics, you make it seem like it's just completely cold blooded. But like the truth is, is like he wouldn't be able to understand. He wouldn't even be able to understand why this is important if he didn't have some kind of understanding of what of what humanity is. You know what I mean? Like father would never do this. I don't disagree with that, but I, that still doesn't make him a good person to me. That's like saying, wow, you know, the guy who has an ant farm, he sure understands ants. <laughs> I'm not I saying will, he's, he's a bad person. No, no, no hold he's on. I, I will, I'll simplify it this way. Roy is not a good person, but he is really cool. And he's a good leader. He's a pragmatic, <laughs> smart leader. It's the kind of like... He's just cool. He's cool. <laughs> you don't think he's cool? Nope. You know what's cool? not doing war crimes. And that's one of the reasons why he doesn't want to do it again, right? I don't think at any point he was like, we mustn't hurt the soldiers because, you know, they're good people and they're not doing this because they really? believe in it. Or really? Something. You think I think that... it was like, if we hurt the soldiers, it'll look bad and then I can't be Fuhrer. I think his eye, he said, don't die. He's trying to do a bloodless coup. He's he said, don't die to his own soldiers. And like, what he, the fuck are you talking not, about? And then he's not killing the enemy soldiers. Like... Because he can turn to the wife and be like, well, when this is over, you can tell everybody that we were on the right side. I, I think... mean, the woman just got told, shoot everyone but Roy, including the Fuhrer's wife. And his first word is, listen, I don't know what's going on, but uh, hey, when this is over, can you please tell everyone that we were on the good side? Like, what the fuck? He put this old lady for all of this so he could use her as a tool. Uh, I I'm sorry. You just can't convince me that's a cool thing. Yes. he. I don't agree. I wouldn't do what he does, but I do. <laughs> I do think he's cool. He's scheming and he's smart and we're finally getting a window into exactly what he's thinking and planning and doing. Because for the longest time, he was like a total black box, which is like why it was so easy to argue over him round and round and round. It's because we really get very little into his head other than like, I'm sorry about all that Ishval stuff. His plan unfolding and him reacting to things as they happen instead of him being like, I'm definitely planning something. Yup, you'll see. I don't think it's just the optics, but I, maybe it yeah, is. I, you know, I, I honestly think that question is left pretty open for the viewer to interpret. There is something that confused me a lot in this episode, which was when they were looking out of the giant stone dome into Central. And I was like, I thought they were farther away from Central, but apparently they were right next door. Yeah, like you can see Central from the dome. Like people can see the dome from their houses and stuff. But there was also last episode, there was a shot where Edward was looking out into the distance and there was no Central there. So it was like... Where are they? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes sense just for storytelling purposes to just quickly tie that in so that we don't have to worry about getting them there. But it was also a little like, I, I thought the same thing. There was like a geography thing. You know what? I wanted to jump back to Roy real quick. Okay. So when he talks to Havoc and he's like, 
So who do I bill it to? And he's like, the office of the Fuhrer and start a tab. Yes. Very cool. I thought that, that was, was great. a great line. Start a tab. I've got some war crimes in mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got a lot more people to shoot in the foot. By the way, I just want to say media needs to stop perpetuating this idea that shooting people in the foot is okay. Yeah, yeah, That is yeah. not cool. I was thinking about that too. Like those are lifetime injuries still. As far as war crimes go, I think that's considered a war misdemeanor. <laughs> There's going to be a whole generation of adults and a master's it's the wheelchair generation because it's just a bunch of people that Roy and, and Rizzo put in wheelchairs. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the- yeah, like Roy's like, after all this is over, he's like at the grocery store and like the person's behind the counter and is in a wheelchair. And he's like, um, uh, so there's, is it two for one on this? Uh? <laughs> and they're like, yep. Oh, hey, everybody. Guess what time it is? What? what? It's time for Panda Talk. This episode was great, and the part that bothered me the most was just how dumb they make May. I still kind of like the idea, though. I mean, I think it's handled kind of weird, because it seems like May should be smarter than this. I I agree, but I do like the idea that just because you've ripped the power away from Envy, the real power of Envy is still intact. The plot move is fine, but I think the way it's done. Don't make the character who's being tricked more dumb to make the trick work. Make the character doing the tricking smarter yeah i don't think this whole like idea you have mike that the show's trying to say that like just because envy small doesn't mean he's not threatening because at no point does may go well envy small now he's not threatening you know right it's like i would agree with you if the way that envy went about tricking may is if he purposely played up his non-threatening nature but that's not what he did what he did was just be like father is about to show you the secret of your mortality and you don't want to miss that and they's yeah, like yeah like, i don't want to miss sounds that sounds like something i don't want to miss <laughs> yeah maybe in the manga she questions it and he responds with a really good we'll see the reason why you're wrong is this but here in the show they didn't put that wrong or am i like more correct than the show <laughs> i think i'm reading into things that are there and not exploited you know what i mean like, yeah it may needed a whole episode to get to that. I would have wanted to see the episode where May's temptation, you know what I mean? Where May is fully going into the East, fully thinking she's going to do this, and then all of a sudden realizes, for whatever reason, is convinced that this is the right move. You know what I mean? That going back, that would have been more interesting for May as a character. It would have been more interesting because then we it's one more chaotic element to add in. Like, I think it's the weakest part of the episode, honestly. But it is nice that it's just one more X factor going on. Like, there's all these X factors. There's all these things that could go in an entirely different direction. It's not just two sides. Like, we also have whatever Lang is doing. We don't know what he's doing. What You know, he's going to create some kind of chaos. And now May's there, and she can create some kind of chaos. And there's all these things that can go wrong, and it's, like, super exciting. Right now, it just feels like May's just some idiot who's been talked into this by one of the most idiot characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, two idiots characters are somehow being idiots and it's <laughs> and also it goes back to full metal alchemist never really found a way to integrate the shane characters successfully the shane characters have always felt like a secondary cast even after they come in 15 episodes of the main story think about like all the times we see ling all the times we see may they're not like actively there they're always just there and they get dragged into the same story Every single big choice that concerns Ling and May, it feels like it just happens because they're there. Like, Ling becomes greed because he's there. May gets envy because she's there. It never becomes, like, an active part of the plot. 100%, as always, I agree with Michelle. You have this thing that they can always fall back to, which is 
oh, I really want immortality. So anything I do can be motivated by that in some way. It's just like, oh, this is kind of related to immortality. Like, let me go back to central. Let me go merge with greed. Mm -hmm. It's not that compelling because it's not that specific, I think. It's like they need to be a little bit more central to the plot or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're a little more extra than they should be in some weird way. And, and it's weird because it's a show that does such a good job of taking even minor characters and giving them full, rich, interesting motivations and backstories. And yet, for some reason, you're right. The Shingy's characters are always a little like... Even Long Fan right now, it's like, wait a second, like, why did she need Hohenheim's permission to go do that? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> Maria Ross feels so much more real and in it than any of them. And like, she's not in the show as much. It's not even their country. And sometimes they care about it. And sometimes they're like, this isn't even my country. And it's like, there's just like a yeah. lot of inconsistent sort of opinions that they carry. I do get know? the feeling that we're missing a lot from the manga. Here. And again, I think it comes back to the point I made last episode, although last episode I made this point in a very exaggeratedly angry manner. But I do think that like the Shingi's characters kind of represent the shonen ambitions of the show. Think about like what are the big moments of the Shingi's characters? They're fights. Even when Ling becomes greed, his biggest moment so far, greed Ling, was when he fought Rav. You know, it's, it's how it they're introduced comes... to us too, yeah. right? Like... That's why I thought the first half of this episode was super interesting because even though they, I still think they should have like led us into the plan like holding high again this episode he says i have a countermeasure and at no point does he tell us what the countermeasure is so it's like it's not 100 percent clear but it's much more engaging this whole like the whole stuff with olivia was 10 times more engaging for me because yeah. figuring out how she's gonna betray them but also operate within the guidelines that they have established for her was so much cooler than father's power has increased triple Agreed. which is like whatever but before we get to olivia because we have to i just have to close up this segment and say thank you to our longest ever segment of panda talk where the panda is oh the best Chinese character <laughs> and we, we all been... agree <laughs> <laughs> olivia using the the mansion to hide the entire briggs army hell yeah on. that's awesome so cool and i loved how they set that up actually great that was a subtle thing they did which i thought was really cool that was great. Wow, you could fit a whole battalion in there, couldn't you? <laughs> oh, you sure could. <laughs> it wasn't that subtle. <laughs> no, but it's still great. And it works so well. And it's just like Olivia, you know, she's still trying to create chaos up there. Like, why don't you put me in charge of a battalion? Oh, man, I wish she could have talked herself into that because that would have been a hilarious moment to have her betray. You know what I mean? Right. So she's playing such an expert game in like speaking their language and like playing up her coldness and using her reputation when in fact she has a conscience it's great and is more sentimental than she might seem what's the name of that general who's out in the wings who wants to coo the cooers after this is over drummond drummond Grummond? Yeah. Dr yeah like there's a lot going on right there's ish Valens, there's the northern soldiers and there's mustangs men mm, what you say <laughs> <laughs> just just a thousand <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the quantity of much to say plans in this latter half of the show is astounding just the orchestratedness of it yeah we have the shingies we have the this we have the that we have the yeah the, 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 that and this and that it's like game of thrones level uh, but we're waiting like entry. things are going pretty well for our friends right now and i think i'm waiting for the other shoe to drop Except, um, and then and then well, of course for the, we actually end. the shoe did drop at the very end right all those screaming guys I mean, I loved Pride beating on Al's little helmet head. You yeah. Know? This really was a perfectly constructed episode because we have those things to worry about 
at the end. Here they come. They're scary. <laughs> they're, they're not pleasant. All of them screaming. And the guy's like, don't do it yet. They're not ready. And he's like, well, this is exactly why we have them. Those guys were not <laughs> happy to be alive. No. <laughs> like, whatever their existence is, is not pleasant. Why did we make all these if not to turn them on in a moment like this? <laughs> Well, Mike, you're the host of the show. What do you want to do now? Let's see here. Let's see. Oh, we have questions. I was, uh, I've been getting tweeted a lot of questions. Why is Michelle always wrong? Ugh, that's weird. Ooh. Michelle, you want to take that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have that question. Nobody thinks that. Michelle is not always wrong. He's wrong sometimes. As are we all. Yeah, as are we all, except me. But no, no, no it's true. It's, that's not true at all penultimate except what do you except <laughs> penultimate wrong <laughs> or i guess let's just wrap up the show you know let's wrap this up um this you're was not a... forgetting anything oh no 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 this was a great episode oh. but we still have to no, give our I'm forgetting something he has to do it himself hey mike yeah how about you do something in a convoluted way that will get you out to a baseball field where you will grab a bat and be mikey at the bat Oh, that's really good introduction, Mike. Yeah, well, whatever, man. I just have to think of something. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now's the time of the show where Mike has to guess what happens next using only a thumbnail and the episode title, The Immortal Legion. And we have a picture of Olivier fighting Sloth, just like facing Sloth, going sword out. He looks like he always does. And I'm going to say, I think this is going to be all about that immortal legion waking up and what happens as a result. But yeah. This is going to be father's like last stand sort of moment. Like right now we've been watching the humans play, but father's going to open his eyes all dramatically and like things are going to get crazy and pride's going to be set free. What do you think the immortal legion is going to do? I think it's unlikely that they'll be like, oh, those are good soldiers and those are bad soldiers. I think they'll just like kill 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 and i think that works just fine like i don't really think it matters to father whether or not his side is losing or winning as long as blood is touching the ground i wonder if the fact that mustang is not killing people in his coup i wonder if that is counterproductive to father's plans in a whole other way too you know because it's like lacking the oh. it's lacking the essential ingredients necessary for his transmutation to occur you know i like that we'll see also i i guess we're you know be remiss to not point out that there's probably going to be some kind of sloth olivier fight oh she doesn't die i like her i don't really give a shit about sloth but i really like her so let's see what happens and that's my prediction. Okay, great prediction. Let's see what happens. All right, moving on. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, rate the episode. Uh, one out of uh, five bananas. Michelle, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Yeah, I'll give this four bananas. I thought it was pretty good. There are some falters here and there, but I think the first half was way stronger than the previous um, two to three episodes have been. You know, I feel like what was missing was just getting us in the mindset of the people running the plan so that way we could at least understand what the plan was and get involved so they did that and it works yeah i basically agree with michelle but i would give it like a 4.8 just because it was so fun and had so much fun it had so many fun moments to it like if i'm rewinding myself back to the first time i watched this i'm like standing up and going like woo 4.7 bananas how are you oh, 4.75 4.75 oh, excellent I think you guys are nuts. I'm giving this an enthusiastic five bananas. I'm going to turn my bananas into stars to make sure it's more clear. 
and then turn them back into bananas because that's the method that we're using. Five, it's so good. Yes, yes, there's some problems. Yes, there's a few things that are a little like silly, like the May thing and the fact that all of a sudden Central's right next to the location they were at. And there's some issues, but like ultimately, like so many things clicked off. So many things were fun. It ended on such a great holy shit moment. The screaming. I mean, it's just what you want in an episode. Like, You're right. It was really good. It was like really perfectly composed and almost everything that I have problems with kind of legacy problems from other episodes. I think back to my other five-star episodes and they like move me in a way that this didn't. The distance like, this was really, really fun. Maybe on a rewatch. Really, really feel... good. But it's like the first time you see it, I feel like you might have given oh, it so five good. stars. <laughs> totally. Like, I think... 100%. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I would have given this like 10 out of five. <laughs> it's so fun. Because <laughs> it, it's so fun and we're finally getting payoffs. Oh my God. Like, I forgot. We forgot to mention. We were just going to mention really fast. Like that moment where he's like, it's the Briggs troops. And then that Briggs guy like shows up oh right behind God. him and shoots him in the head. And you're like, Fuck! no, he, he stabs him in the neck. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like so cool. That is so cool. It's like it was so cool. Right. When this he is... figures it out, like they're just covering it up as long as possible to make it as confusing as possible. Oh, that was awesome. Super fun. Well, and uh, hold on. Let me think. Is there, is there anything else or Michelle, you got something or no, nope, I'm good. And if you don't want to get shot in the foot, you should uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, Full Metal Analysts. Actually, it's not that. It's FM Analysts, you know, on Twitter.com. <laughs> we also have a Tumblr. Um, Sarah Larner, thanks so much for supporting it. We love you. Thank you. The link is Tumblr.com. Fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. That's it. But watch out. There's spoilers over there, guys. I'm not allowed to go, personally. I'm not allowed. But you should check it out. I checked it out once. I know I'm not allowed. Didn't see anything. Don't worry. But... You have 60 seconds. Wrap it up. Okay. Oh, our podcast art was done by uh, Camilla Franklin. At Camilla Strader. Where can people subscribe to us? Oh, on uh, Spotify or iTunes or like wherever you get your podcasts, you know? And if they like us, what should they do? Oh, you should totally leave a review. You know, actually, I'm glad I get to say this part because I, I would, I love, you know. I said, wrap it up. What's next? Oh, right, 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 right. You got to subscribe, of course, but also you want to join our Patreon. That's where you get the real good stuff. You think I'm rambling now? Early episode access and longer episodes that are filled with more interesting stuff, like all our opinions on the current streaming services. You go to Patreon and just, you know, go, you know, search around. Patreon.com <laughs> slash FMNList. <laughs> just kind of browse. Kind of browse. You might find some other cool things on there too. Yeah, we'll pop up eventually. Oh yeah, one thing left to say. Stay frosty, folks. No, there's more. (laughs) What is it? What do I say before I say stay frosty? You say... Mike, please, I'm trying to finish no, this. No, <laughs> no, you say, I say, that'll be... That'll be... All... All... For now. <laughs> I can't believe I couldn't figure out where you were going. That'll be all for now. I was we'll, going to say folks. Yeah, that'll be all for now. We'll see you... That'll be all for now. We'll see you next week.
next time. Next time. We don't know if there's going to be a break. Same bat time, same bat place. And then you say, <laughs> no, stay frosty. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> stay frosty, folks. <laughs> we should do a, a promotion with, um, is it Wendy's that has the frosties? Oh, that's a good idea. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, did we have a Barker brother? Oh.